Okay, guys, today's segment is what would Jazzy do and just questions for me because it's been a little while since we've done something like this. Um, But first, let's get into our intro. Uh, What do I have going on this week? I have had a really busy week. I so I haven't announced it officially, but I have started running. I told you guys, um, I told my YouTube fam that this year um, a goal of mine is to run a half marathon I've been wanting to run a half marathon. I told you guys last year, I was like, I'm going to do like more 5Ks and I never really did much. I think I did like one 5K and that was it. And I didn't really commit. So to this, I really do want to commit. I feel like running is a really big part of my life. I love running. It's been a really big part of uh, my preps in the past. And so I've officially started running some. Um, It hasn't gotten anything crazy, like two miles, three miles um, here and there. Um, Last week I ran like three times a week. Last week, this week, I made me for five times a week. So, um, yeah, and I, and I hired uh, Chris's brother, uh, Brandon, as my coach. So he ran cross country in high school, and um, he also uh, coaches now and uh, coached high school students. So um, Brandon didn't run in college, right? In college, he didn't run. But, um, yeah, so he's, he's taken some courses and things like that. So he's going to be helping me out. If you guys want his information, you guys can DM me. But he's going to be helping me out for um, my runs and things like that and what we're aiming towards. I'm not trying to uh, win by no means. I'm not trying to come in first place. Like, I'm not doing this competitively. I say that, but I'm still going to push myself as much as I can, but I'm not doing it competitively in the sense of like, I'm trying to compete, compete against people who actually like run half marathons and marathons for a living, like, or like full time. Like that's not, you know, this is my first one. So I'm going in there with like no expectation. I'm just doing my best. Right. As long as I can finish the finish line without holding onto my side because I finished in high school that way and Chris's family will not live let me live that fucking down to this day as long as I can finish the finish line like uh you know good and being able to like breathe and not like in tears at the end um from pain not from happy tears uh then I'll I'll be a winner already so yeah guys I started doing that I've had a busy week in the sense that like um we have a dark sport event this upcoming weekend, Saturday, which is like the Coachella event, which is not really in Coachella, but it's in Coachella Valley. It's the Memento Mori event. And originally I wanted to go and then some stuff wasn't working out. So I was like, okay, we're not going to go. And then last week, um, Joyce, I love you, Joyce. If you're listening to this, uh, she was like, no, you're coming. Let me, let me see what my, what I can do. And she's a freaking magician when it comes to all this. So she like booked my trip and, um, so I'm going. So I've had to like uh, put outfits together for that. I have the I'm going to the color event, the uh, like color party, whatever it's called, neon color party. Ghost is sponsoring that night, and so I've had to get an outfit for that. And then the Friday before we leave, we have the Raúl Alejandro concert. So I was trying to piece together an outfit for that. And everything is so specific. And if you guys know me, like I. I don't like to wear what everyone else wears. I like to just be different. I like to put shit together. And it's been this week, these last two weeks trying to find outfits for me were like the most stressful weeks. I couldn't find anything. I ordered a bunch of stuff from Pretty Little Thing. I ordered like 10 pants, 10 uh, black um 
like latexy pants and none of them fit correctly. None of them. They were either too big or too tight in the, in the glutes, but too big in the waist. And they were just not, not for my body right now. My body is like really in a weird stage right now where my glutes are a really good size. And then my waist is pretty significantly smaller than, you know, my, my weight, my, my hips. So nothing fits correctly. I have to either size a whole size up now and everything looks baggy from the front, but it barely fits me from my ass. So it's just like, I'm in a weird funk right now. Um, but I put together an outfit. So hopefully I'm still waiting on a few pieces. Hopefully it all looks you know, put together. Um, so now it's just figuring out what I'm going to do with my makeup. If I'm going to do anything different, being a girl, sometimes is complicated being the type of girl I am. Sometimes it's, it's compli- complicated, but I'm excited. Um, you know, it's when I've never been to Coachella, so I didn't know what to expect or what to put together. Usually I'll just get a nice dress, heels, you know, layer shit up and then I'm good to go. But this was like all about being unique and like, I'm also not a very bright colored girl or, and I don't like, like rhinestone shit. So like, I wasn't trying to go for that vibe either. And I wasn't also wasn't trying to go in like a bikini and look, you know, not that being in a bikini makes you look, you know, slutty ish, but Sometimes for me, like, I just feel like because of, you guys know, if you have a nice body and you're wearing something, sometimes I'm like, damn, she look like a slut. So I just, I prefer to be a little bit covered up if I can be a little bit covered up. So yeah, it was just hard trying to find pieces together for that. But I'm excited. Um, today's Wednesday. I'm recording this on Wednesday. Tomorrow I have my hair appointment. Um, getting my grays touched up because these babies grow so fast and then just having to run a few errands and then I'll be done for the day. I can pack and I, you guys know me, I'm a Virgo. I got to pack ahead of time or I just like, I cannot do anything. I do not function when I travel. I like the few days before I travel, don't ask me out. Don't ask me to go meet you anywhere because my ass is at home packing, cleaning. I get like severe, like OCD with everything. I don't like to do anything but pack and like have everything ready and settled. Chris, on the other hand, starts pack at 1030 at night and decides that 1030 at night is the best time to fold laundry. Like, no, 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 no. So he knows me a little bit. He still tests my button and pushes my buttons a little bit sometimes, but I know, I know I'm not the only, only one that struggles with this, but anyways, guys, let me get a sip of water and then we'll start into the shit. What would uh, Jazzy do segment and some questions? Mm. Okay. Here we go. First, I love you. Thank you. Uh, uh, I have her name here. Um, But actually, I'm not going to share it because I don't know if she wants me to share it. But she said, first, I love you. Thank you. Second, I recently moved out of state with my boyfriend of two years because of his job. I'm currently unemployed and because of the move, I depend on him financially. He has never said that it was an issue, but now, but how do I deal with the power dynamic? Also, there is a 26 year age gap. Well, that's a real, I didn't read that last part. That's a really big age gap. I feel like because of that gap too, I'm not trying to say he can like, um, support you, but I would think that he can support you. I think, you know, this is a new phase in your life. And although it may suck that you don't have a job yet, I think that, you know, it's not, you don't just provide value by working, right? There's other things that you provide value with. So um, maybe right now your purpose is to make you guys a home. So creating a space for you guys to call a home. And maybe when he gets home from work, you have, 
his meal ready and you have the house cleaned and right now maybe your your season in life is being a homemaker instead of actually having a job but I would say that I would try to find something that interests you that you could do on the side um because it is hard like find like feeling like you're depending on someone financially I can't imagine I've never had to do that I can't imagine feeling like I have to depend on someone financially like like, can I go get my nails done? Are we okay to do this? Are we like, it's hard. I can't imagine being in that position. So if you could, uh, find something that you like and could do like on the side or maybe find like a part-time job somewhere, um, that you could bring a little bit of income just so that you don't feel the pressure of, I have to ask him for money for like the small things, like, you know, the girl things that we want to take care of our makeup, our nails, our hair, um, clothes, things like that. Um, you know, if he's not making a big deal about providing in the essence of like, um, you know, helping with the mortgage and bills and stuff, then maybe just finding your, yourself a part-time job that you enjoy. And, um, like I said, can take care of your things. But I think every, every, every chapter in a life is a season, right? Right now, the season is maybe for you to become a homemaker. And, you know, maybe it's something that you can sit down and talk to him about if you're feeling some type of way, because I think the more you hold it in, and if you do feel some type of way, um, you can start kind of, um, feeling resentment, um, towards that person, even though you don't want to feeling resentment and guilt towards yourself because you feel like you're not doing enough. So maybe having an open and honest conversation about what you, what you're going through and what you're feeling could be a really big first step into the right direction. So don't feel bad though, girl, you just moved. Don't allow yourself to feel all this pressure. Like I said, it just having that conversation, I'm sure will just alleviate a lot off your shoulder. All right. Boyfriend is following new girls on Instagram, knowing I don't like that. How to deal with that? Crickets. Insert crickets now. That's like a bed. <laughs> um, uh, this one is so hard. I'm sure, I'm sure every single one of us has dealt with this at one point or another about what our significant others follow, what our significant others see. And there's such a big issue of not even morality here, but it's like everyone's going to have their own issue and everyone's going to have their own take on this. Sometimes I'll be scrolling on TikTok and you'll see the girls who are like, I told my man to stop following girls. And he did the second I told him and he supports me and he loves me. And if he truly, really loves you, he'll stop unfollowing everyone. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Like that's what she put her foot down and she said, you better stop following these, these girls or you out of the house. Right. That may work for them, but I don't think that's the case for everyone. And do I think that that person doesn't love you if he's following other women? No, please do not take, because it's so easy to look on social media and be like, well, so-and-so's girlfriend, like, look at this girl. She asked her boyfriend not to follow girls and he loves her so much that he stopped following them. But that doesn't mean that your significant other doesn't love you because he's following other women. I think that with that topic, it's such a heavy topic. Like everyone, like I said, everyone's going to have their own opinion, but I think it's so important to, to discuss that with your significant other, to establish boundaries with your significant other. I actually just established a boundary with my husband and I was like, listen, 
and it's always like if if it, for me this is personal for me i always have tend to have more of an issue when i'm going through something or when i'm not feeling confident in myself because when i'm feeling confident like 100% confident in myself i don't know bug who he follows who he what he likes well what he likes i do care but what he follows what he sees like cuz i know he's going to see it i know there's beautiful women in the world and i'm not I'm not ever, I don't ever want to be the person to be like, I don't want you to look at that. Like, that's just so unfair. And that's so fake. Like, it's so fake to be, to ask your significant other not to look and not to think other women are beautiful. Like you, you are going to be living in a lie if you ask your significant other that like, it's just not true. Um, but I do think that there should be boundaries in the sense of what you think is okay in your relationship. Um, maybe, you know, for us, I don't like, um, I've talked about this before. I don't like, um, for him to follow local women, like, because I, for me, it's like, why are you invested in their life? Models, beautiful women, whatever, follow whoever you want. If you want to, you know, see girls in their photo shoots and things like that, I get it, follow them. But uh, for me, it's like, I don't want you following the girl from the gym. I've talked about this several times because for me it's like you're invested in your life they in their personal life and it's a more of a local thing so they know who we are type of situation <clears throat> but another thing i did ask of him recently was like listen follow whoever you want but before you like something please think about how it's going to affect me please think about how it's going to make others think of you and make others think about me and others think about our relationship. And I hate to say that because, you know, I do live a life where it's like 90% of the time, I don't care what other people think. But if my husband is out here liking on Instagram, and I say on Instagram, right? A girl who's bent down facing doggy and like in a string thong, like how does, how do you think that's gonna make me feel, right? How do you think people are gonna react to seeing that? If they see crispy liked, this photo, right? They're gonna be like, damn, bro, you savage, okay? You liking this shit? Why, don't, why are you looking at me like you're looking at me all judgy? Um, why are you liking this photo, right? Like, and it's like, I just, my biggest thing in anything that we've ever talked about is like, just think about how it's gonna affect me. Think about, you know, like the respect you have towards me. And I just don't want people to think you don't have respect for our relationship. So look at what you want, follow whoever you want, but just be cautious of what you're liking and how it's going to affect us. Like I said, this is what works for my relationship. Everyone has their boundaries in their own relationship. And maybe your boundary is that like, you don't want your significant other liking photos. Well, Maybe you got to tell him that. And I don't know how that person's going to react. I I really don't. It's really hard to tell. But I do not think, please don't be one of those women who is like, well, if he doesn't love you and if he loves you and respects you, he'll stop. Because I just don't think, I personally don't think that's true. I don't think that because your significant other is liking a model from California's photo because she looks pretty does not mean she he loves you any less. I think, you know, you got to take a li better look at yourself and ask yourself, am, why am I feeling threatened? Like, why am I feeling insecure? Like, but I think it all comes down to the purpose of each photo. Like I said, if it's a photo of a girl facing downward doggy and like opening up her legs then yeah, it's fucking disrespectful. I get that. Um, but 
it's just in this society that we live in now with social media, it is so hard to hide things. It is so hard to ask your significant other not to look at things and, and things like that, because it's going to be there no matter what you do. You can't control that unless you put a parental thing on your significant other's page. I just think that it's really highly important if you're in a relationship, if you're in a committed relationship to talk about this and to set a boundary that you both are okay with. Right. And, um, one person's going to have to give in a little, that's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, next question. Do you feel like you have to keep up with the way your husband looks physically? Um, No, I don't. I, Chris always looks great. Like, um, I feel like he's, our friends talk about all the, all the time, he just always looks like he's in shape. Even though he does, he's the one that does the least amount of cardio out of all of us. He doesn't like even get probably like close to 4,000 steps a day. But um, I think in the past I did, I was like, oh my God, he looks great. I got to keep up with it. But now I don't feel like I have to keep up with him. I feel like I just like to keep up with myself. Like I feel like I want to look good for myself. I want to look good for my husband. Like I want to look, feel good. And that's taking care of my health. And, um, I don't ever, I would never want to be put in a position where I'd feel less than because of my weight or because I look thicker. And I just know that our relationship is all about taking care of ourselves and be living a healthy lifestyle. And it's not necessarily like, if I'm thicker, but I'm still working out and I'm eating healthy, then I'm just thicker at this moment. Like right now I'm in a, in a different phase right now. I'm thicker. I'm not rocking any abs right now. And my husband doesn't love me any less. I don't think I'm any less than him because he's more leaner than me. I just think right now I'm in a different phase, but I still, you know, like the way that I look, I look curvier. I look more womanly right now. And it's a phase. Now, if I was a lot thicker. And I, if I felt like I was overweight, then yeah, I, I could feel like a weird dynamic, like, oh, he looks a lot better. And I'm like, not proud of the way that I'm looking, but it's not because I feel like there's any pressure coming from him. It's more of like, I, if my husband looks good, I want to be standing next to him and I look good and I want to feel good as well. So yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of couples though, that their significant others are like shredded and the women are not. And sometimes men, even though they're shredded, they don't want a shredded female. They don't want someone who's super skinny. Like, I think it all just comes down to like what your partner wants or what actually what it comes down to what you want. Right. And just because you want, if you want to look a certain way, doesn't mean like that you can't look a certain way. If your husband is shredded or whatever, like now going into this new phase, Chris is probably going to compete next year. He's going to get lean. He's going to get shredded, but I'm not trying to compete. I'm not trying to look lean and shredded. Like I have my own goals. He has his own goals, but I will say it comes back to like, we both like feeling our best. So if he's feeling his best and I'm not feeling our, my best, then it tends to like kind of put a strain in our relationship because then I'm not fully present. I'm not fully happy with myself. So I just have to take a look at myself and ask myself, am I happy right now? And if I'm not happy, happy, then I have to make some changes for that. All right. Um, if there's one negative thing that you could change about gym culture, what is it and why? Um, thankfully with my gym, the gym that I go to, which you guys know is athletic empire, we're like a really big family there. Everyone gets along with everyone. Um, everyone's super friendly with everyone. I think I'm the, probably like the only one that really carries my camera and records 
myself doing exercises, but you know, I make sure everyone knows that they can walk in front of it. I don't care. Like I don't, you know, carry myself like, Oh my God, don't, you know, cross in front of my video. So thankfully I live in a really good, or I go to a really good gym that creates like a family dynamic. But I know when it comes to gym culture right now, everyone is recording, um, everything and, it, it gets really hard to go to a gym when everyone is recording themselves all the time. Um, you know, I, and I'm guilty. This is why it's really hard. This question is kind of hard. Cause I did think about it before. Like I have, I record content for you guys, right? I want you guys to see my workouts, obviously to promote my training so that you guys can see, Hey, she's not just an online trainer who doesn't work out. Right. So I promote my training and to show you guys my workouts because you guys like it. But I don't do it every day. Right. And so I give like myself some breaks, but there are people who are in there recording content every day in gyms and it can be, I hate to word, use a word, but it can be really obnoxious. Um, especially like, uh, you know, I'm guilty. I don't, I don't train at alpha land as much because everyone is out with their cameras. And most of them, I will say 80% of them are fucking like, I'm sorry, but they're like, guys who are like douchey and then like you get in front of their video and they get a fucking attitude and sometimes you'll ask like hey are you using this machine i'll be like yeah i'm using that machine and they just like it's not like a friendly environment i feel like everyone is trying to like it's a fucking cock match like who can who can like put out their chest the biggest and who has the 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 biggest muscles or who looks the most shredded and it's like it, you go to the gym and it, it feels like everyone's in competition with everyone and I that's the one thing that if I wish I could change I would change that um it is something that I actually did bring up to Christian's attention because I was like you know I'm not I don't come here to train every day because I don't record every day there's days where I just want to come in and train and I feel like I'm in every single person's video and there's cameras every like everywhere and i know that you have inspired people to record and i think it's a great thing so i hate to complain about it because i know people are sharing their stories and they're sharing their lives but it also becomes an obnoxious thing when people i guess abuse it or when people themselves have a shitty character i've heard of horrible situations where people will be recording at the gym making fun of other people who are maybe thicker or in their beginning of their journey like that is not acceptable and it's disgusting to me. It's, it's gross. And I will say, honestly, like it's mostly men, men now at the gym think they're fucking like gods and should be praised and wearing fucking sunglasses while they're fucking deadlifting who like, it's just gotten to a point where it's just, things are too extreme. Like it's just, everything's for show and it's no longer, I'm here to work out. I'm here to train. And if I could change one thing, it would be that I think limiting the maybe the videography, I don't know what, what we would need to do to change that. But I go to the, I record my content. You guys see me. If you go to, go to my fucking Instagram, literally last week, you'll see me like pushing three plates on hack squat. Like I'm there to fucking work. Recording is just a bonus, right? I'm not there to show off. I'm not sh there to do anything, but put it, put my head down and get to work. And I record it. I don't, you know, some videos I like cute. Some videos like that video, I look fucking, I'm pushing, I'm struggling, right? I enjoy working out. I got into the gym because it was a, a something I loved and I record my process in it to share it with you guys. But nowadays it seems like people are just there to obviously get the followers and obviously put this persona that they're so cool. And I'm going to say this, you guys, I want to say, say 70 to 80% of these people that you see on social media that work out 
that work out, right? Literally 70% of them do not take good care of themselves, aren't, do not eat healthy, are constantly going out and drinking, are constantly imparting. They do not care about their cardiovascular health. They do not care about their health at all, like at all. And they're just genetically blessed to where they look a certain way so they can say like, oh guys, yeah, I'm like training really hard and this is this is what comes from training. But to be honest, they're genetically blessed because outside of the gym, they're not doing anything healthy to for themselves. So I just want to say, like, if I could change one thing, it'd be that. Like, I'm just really grateful for my gym family. Everyone respects each other. We all, you know, if we see someone recording because they're going to make a big lift, everyone kind of like stands still and we cheer, we cheer that person on. Like, it's a very um, friendly dynamic. And like I said, I make sure I make everyone aware, like, feel free. My camera's there, but free, feel free to you know, go in front of it. Cause sometimes I'm just hitting record because I'm not, I'm not even paying attention to the camera because like I said, I'm so focused into my workout. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a hard, it's a trippy, tricky subject right now because of social media. But I think we, we as a generation and all should work on that and just like overall be kinder. Like I said, I thankfully have not experienced that, um, in my gym, but it, People just need to learn how to be kinder and friendlier because it is hard as a as a newbie to the gym to come to the gym and not feel intimidated when that's all you see, right? It, it I can't, you know, it, it sucks. I would hate to have, I would hate to be getting into the gym now by myself. Like that would be scary. I and I get where you guys are coming from. Some of you guys I have some clients who are like, I'm making an effort like this month to go to the gym. Um, not at four in the morning because I go at four in the morning because it's dead because I'm so nervous to go when there's people and I don't blame them because look at the situations thankfully I don't think all gyms are like that but you know I'm I do push my clients to get out of their comfort zone and go and you know go when it's a little bit busier because I do like a busy gym I'm not saying I don't like a busy gym I love it because when everyone's there to work out and grind it the energy is just like an all-time high I'm saying I think everyone just needs to remember where they when they first started and make the gym a little bit more welcoming to those people who are just now starting because it's scary it's scary if you're just now getting into the gym okay what would Jazzy do if you show up for a date you met online and it's a total catfish situation. Do you stay or get the fuck out ASAP? Oh man, that's a tough one. Because I feel like I'm a horrible liar. I feel like I would be one of those people that has like my friend knows that I'm there. And then I feel like she, I'd be like in 10 minutes, like at 7.15, call me. Just call me and I'll answer. I'll be like, hey, I'm sorry, I gotta take this call. And if it's a good date, then I'll just be like, I'm good. But if it's a bad day, I'm like, I would pull that move like, oh my God, my friend is in trouble. <laughs> She's like, she needs some help. I need to go save her. Um, if it was a total, I feel like if it, I'm the type of person that, babe, do you think that I, I would do this? Like if I'm the type of person that if I really got catfish, like a total, total different person came, I'd probably be like, hell not. Nah. Like I would say something to them. Do you think I would? No. I feel like I would. I'd be like, um, no. Like, this is not who you said you were. I feel like I, I don't know, I, I, I think I would do that. But that's, such a, that's a, such a scary situation. But I would get out of there fast. Like, because if they're already lying about the way they look, they're lying about all sorts of stuff. I can't even imagine how people are getting catfish nowadays. Like, like, do you think these people are never gonna find out what you look like? Like, just be honest. And if they like you for who you, who you are, then they like you. And if they don't, then they don't. But like, 
I just can't imagine you're going to have to meet these, this person sometime, right? Like, you're going to have to meet this person sometime. Might as well, like, I feel like I'm be like, might as well know my, like, insecurities right away. Like, this is what I look like. This is what, I, this is how I sound. This is what I act. If you like it, cool. Let's move on. If you don't like it, then on to the next one, right? At least that's the way I think. Okay. Uh, how do you want to be remembered? This was such a like good question and it's like a deep question. I feel like for me recently, like if you get a chance to meet me, like if I was to, d to die tomorrow, like I feel like I would hope that my friends are, you know, remember me being someone who like was there for them, someone who um, was always kind to them, who did my best for them um, someone they could rely on, uh, someone who was a hard worker. You know, I want to be remembered by someone who was always doing their best. And I think that that's the way that I would be remembered. Like if you guys know me, no matter what phase I'm in my life, I give my life my all. Like I truly, truly want to be a better person every day. I want to be better than the, the person I was yes, yesterday. I want to be better than the person I was last year. And I think it's such a, it's such a blessing to to be that way because I, I take a look back at my life when I was 22 23 and every year there's been so much growth and sometimes you think I'm like you're like oh, how am I going to make such big changes and it's not about the big change it's about making those small changes every day that you look back and you're like wow that made the biggest change like I am like it's crazy I will be 29 this year in September and I'm just like so different than I was when I was 24, than I was 25, and then I was eight. Like, it's just so crazy. And every year I change. And I was literally just telling Krista, like, I feel like every, there's like so many seasons in your life and every season is different. And, it, and every, he called it a chapter. I called it a season. It's meant to teach you something. It's, it's meant to make you grow. It's meant, hopefully it's meant to make you grow, right? You, hopefully you will learn something from the season you're going through. Um, live your life to like, I feel like if you're not living your life questioning what you're doing and like really asking yourself why you're doing certain things and you're never going to grow, you're never going to reach your full potential. And for me, I want to be remembered by someone who was always like working on themselves and like wanted to be the best version for herself and for others. And then I also want to be remembered as someone now that I have the podcast as a female role model to those who, um, to women who feel like, you know, maybe they're not there yet fully and who haven't embraced their sexuality and their confidence fully. Um, you know, I've been like thinking a lot about my sexuality recently. Um, there's like a document coming out or came out with what was the actress's name, babe? Remember the actress's name, the documentary that came out, uh, Brooke Shields came out with a documentary and I want to watch it. Cause it talks about like how she was sexualized as a young child. And, I want to be remembered as someone who inspired you to embrace your sexuality, especially as a, as a Latina, we're taught at a young age to hide ourselves, to be embarrassed of our bodies because men are going to look at us and it's a shameful thing. And I just, it's really sad. And I want to be someone who makes you change the way that you were brought up and, that, and your way of thinking, because no matter what we do as women, we will never, 
and this is my opinion, but we will never be able to change the way men look at us. We are always going to be sexualized. It's human nature. It's men's nature. Like men are thinking about sex all day, every day. There's no way of stopping. There's, there, there's no way of stopping them unless we came out with a pill that they would have to take every day. I don't even know. But I think we'll always be sexualized. Sometimes you could be wearing the loosest clothes and you're still going to be sexualized. But I think that there's so much strength in owning that power and owning your like your body and owning like your sexuality. There's so much power in that because you now take control. You don't let the man dictate how you feel. You feel good because you feel good. And, you know, for a long time when I was growing up, I was like, always told to hide my body, to hide myself. I thankfully wasn't put in a situation where I was always surrounded by men at a young age. But, um, you know, the older I got and, you know, when I started working as a waitress, cause I started waking, working as a waitress at a young age, you know, we would serve guys who would come in and they would drink and they would say things. Right. So I know I was being sexualized at like, um, as a teenager, but I think at that point I didn't really know much and I just kind of let it slide. But now as an adult, like I feel like I've taken control of the situation. And I know like some of you obviously know about my OnlyFans and uh, most of you know about my OnlyFans. Some of you may agree with what I do. Some of some of you may not agree with what I do, but you guys still support me. But, you know, OnlyFans is a whole different subject, but I just love that I embrace my sexuality. I love that, you know, I... I love the way that I look and I have the power. I hold the power and you're not going to make me feel some sort of way because of the way that you feel, right? I'm going to feel the type of way that I want to feel because it's what I want to feel. So I want to be remembered as someone who, who, who releases or helps you release that fear of being a sexy and confident woman because of what society is going to say, because of what men are going to think, because of your mom, what your mom's going to think, or your dad's going to think. I want you to embrace your sexuality because it's what you want to do. And so, you know, that is one of the reasons I started this podcast. You know, we've, we've dived into so many different topics throughout the, the year and a half that I've been doing this. But one of the main goals was that, um, you know, because so many of us are just, so scared to embrace who we are and so scared to come and shine through or wear what we want to wear because of what society is going to say or mostly because what our parents are going to say or whatever. I think there's a time and place for everything, right? I think, you know, I'm not going to wear a thong bikini in front of my dad at a pool, right? But like I said, there's a time and place for everything. But if I want to wear a thong bikini at a pool, I'm going to wear a thong bikini at a pool, you know? So I think that's another way I want to be remembered, but just someone who made you feel good when you were around them and who motivated you and inspired you to be the best version of yourself. All right, let's see. We're almost done, guys. What's a good age to get married at? I don't think there's like a right answer for that. I got married at a really young age. I don't have any regrets. Um, Obviously, like now that I look back on it, do I... Do I wish that I would have had more experience? Yes, I do. Um, I wish I would have not. And I don't mean that as like in a sexual way. I just mean as like as an individual, I wish that I would have had more experience. I wish I would have been able to have experiences so that I knew what I like, like 
I could trust myself more with decisions because I feel like sometimes because I didn't get have the opportunity to say yes or to, to say no to certain things. I just, it's been harder to trust myself. Um, but I don't think there's a certain age. I think that, I don't think that when you know, you know, I just think that if you fully feel like you've experienced what you want to experience and you feel like you've met the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with that, even through the hard times that you can still see yourself with that person, then that's your person. And I think another thing too, even if you want kids or you don't want kids, look at people who have kids around them and ask yourself with the person that you're with, like, is this a person that I would want to have kids with? Is this a person that's going to help me if I have kids? Is this a person who's going to be by my side and support me through all the issues that I'm going to have come up with, with kids or with career change or whatever, you got to ask yourself those really hard questions. Cause it's not just about being in love. It's about do, does this person support you? Does this, is this person going to be by your side and help you through those hard times? Because that's the person that you want at your side. So I don't think there's a specific age. I think just making sure you ask those hard questions and you have someone that you fully believe that is your match and is not even your match because Chris and I are completely different, but our thought process, thought process is the same in, in the sense of we want more. We want more for each other. We want more for ourselves. We want more for our families and we have the same goal set in mind. So those tough questions are important to ask. All right. If a guy says your wifey material, but doesn't date you, doesn't mean they like, does it mean they like you? I think if a guy says that your wifey material, but doesn't date you, I think maybe depending on the situation, um, please don't fall in the trap where your wife material and wants to fuck around, but then doesn't want to date you. Like, no, maybe the guy's like, Oh, your wife material, but doesn't want to date you. Doesn't want to do sex things with you because right now he's in a hood. Like he's in a, uh, a hoe stage where he just wants to mess around and he doesn't want to mess around with you or he doesn't, maybe he looks at you in a certain way. Um, so I think it just depends on where you're at with in the relationship with that guy, but I don't, I think it may mean that he likes you and he just wants to wait on you. But like I said, if he's just like, hey, uh, your wife and material, but I don't want to date you, but still wants to fuck around with you, then that's just a, a guy being a hoe. Um, how to spice up your sex life when I've been with my hubby for 18 years? What do we do, baby? We do not do mud stuff. We do not do mud stuff. Um, we've been together for 13 years. It'll be this May. 13 years been having the same pee pee. Um, change it up, do different things. I think it's, people don't under, guys, being with the same person is hard because it does get comfortable and you know them and you know, there's no more of that like um, first time like, sex spark like the butterflies like oh my god oh my god I'm about to have sex oh my god he's about to touch me here oh my god like you're not gonna have that right but it's different I think that it's important to spice things up have sex in random places like I think for me for women I think sometimes we become uptight because there's so many different things going in our heads and we're thinking about cooking dinner and folding clothes and doing this and doing that like sometimes just let that shit go. And if your man is looking good in the kitchen, just pull his pants down in the kitchen and go to town. Right. Or, and guys too, like help your woman. If she's 
cooking, like help her clean fast that she can like want to have sex with you. Like if you're waiting on your woman to cook your meal, to pick up your plate, to wash the dishes, take care of the kids, put the kids to sleep. Boy, that the last thing that woman wants to do is go to town on you. Okay. That's the last thing I would want to do. Right. But if that man has helped me and you know, he's washing dishes while I'm cleaning up and we finish an hour earlier on all my chores, baby boy, you know, I may want to do some stuff with you, but I think it's about, you know, changing things up, wearing different lingerie, tell him to pick lingerie for you to get it delivered and you try it on before he gets home and you have it ready. Or you pick out lingerie that you think he might like and put it on so that when he, he gets home, you're all dolled up and ready. Go on on date nights. The other day, guys, the other day I went to go get my hair done at a, I went, I went to a blowout place. And Chris and I have like different date nights. Like we go out, right? We go to dinner, we go get drinks or whatever. But once in a while, we'll do like actual date nights. Like this is like a, we'll set up like a reservation at a really nice restaurant, right? And those are different than just like, hey, let's go out to eat at our favorite Asian restaurant. No, like this is like, we made reservations at this time because we're gonna go to get our favorite steak, favorite drink or whatever. So we set up a reservation for this, um, Omakase, right? Uh, one of our restaurants, our favorite sushi restaurants. And I went to go get my hair done and I was like getting a blowout and the girls are like, oh, what are your plans today? And I'm like, oh, I have a date. And they're like, oh, you have a date? And I'm like, yeah, with my husband. And they're like, wait, you have a date with your husband? I'm like, yeah, like, uh, but we're, we're going to dinner. And like, I said it to multiple girls and they were all like, What? you have a date wait with with who like with, with your husband like they they were not comprehending like that I was going on a date with my husband like they for some reason think that a date is only for someone that you just met or a boyfriend like you're going on a date like no like if you've been with your husband for a while go on dates get someone to watch the kids go get your hair done so you feel like you're going on a date like for me I had been going through a funk and I told him, I'm like, I'm going to go get my hair done because I feel like it'll make me feel more like I'm actually getting ready for like an actual date. And I did. I felt so good. Like I got home and like my hair was all done. And then I did my makeup because I wanted to do my makeup and it just felt so nice. Our date was so nice. Um, we had a great time and like, it's important to set those things up. Like people like, I don't know, I guess assume that when you're married, you don't, you no longer have date nights. And uh, I told him, that will always be in our routine. Kids or no kids. We have a kid Friday night. They know they're getting a babysitter and they're going to stay home and we're going to have a date night. Like it's so important to have those date nights to show your children. Like this is the way we are in our relationship. This is the way you should be treated in your relationship when you're older. Like I want to be that couple where my, where my kids go, ew, mom, like, ew, dad, like you're kissing on mommy. Like, yes, like kiss upon me. Like, like hug up on me. Like, let's go on dates. Let's go do things together. It's so important to do those things to spark up relationships that like have been together for so long. So just doing things like that, going to sex stores together. Those are, that's always fun. We haven't done that in a while. Um, getting a new, you know, toy to introduce in the bedroom is always fun. Something that you both will enjoy. Don't obviously like if he's 
persuading you trying to get like a fucking huge butt plug or whatever and you're not comfortable with that then don't get that get things that you're a little bit more comfortable with right chris and i have to meet in the middle sometimes right and then sometimes that toy doesn't even get touched but at least we bought it and it makes him feel like it wasn't he was included in the buying process right but just do things that make you feel like you guys are dating again because it does get routine like and it, it does like get I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word boring, but like the excitement has faded. And especially if you compare yourself to like, if you have friends who are newly dating, like you start to miss that. You're watching movies and TV where they're like firstly like together and you're like, oh my God, why don't I feel that anymore? Like you're just not going to feel the same initial butterfly feeling with someone you've been with so long, but there's still so many different exciting things that you guys can do together. All right, guys, I'm only going to do, I have like more circled, but I feel like it's been, how long has the episode been? Okay, we're going to end it with this one. Um, best advice for those who get the Sunday blues or, or anxiety for a work week. And it's crazy that I got this question because I was thinking about this on Sunday because of Easter. I cannot imagine, like Sundays for me are really important in the sense that like, I like to go and do things Sunday early, like brunch, right? Like Chris and I will get up and, or we'll go to brunch with friends. And if there's something that I want to do, we'll do it early. But my ass is at home by like 4 PM, the latest, the latest. I, especially because I feel like Sundays are so important because it sets the tone for the week that you're going to have especially if you're going to meal prep, because, you know, I work from home so I can make my meals every day, but some people can't. So you'll have time to meal prep. You set the tone for the week that you want to have. Like I'll go over my calendar and I know, I already know what I'm going to do on Monday. I already know what my week looks like. I already have my, my work week planned. I know what kind of content I'm going to make. Um, and it also allows me to just disconnect a little bit. And so I'll come home, the house is clean because I like to make sure it's clean before my Sundays or if it's not clean, I'll clean it on Sundays. It's the day I do laundry. It's my catch up day so that on Monday I'm ready to go and I'm not anxious because, oh my God, I didn't fold laundry. I have this pile of laundry I have to do sometime this week. The house is a mess. I didn't meal prep. Like I just, I cannot, I know once in a while a Sunday fun day is a great thing. Here in Houston, it's like a, a a popular thing. Sunday fun day is even bigger than going out on Saturday night. But I feel like coming home late, like I was thinking of all these families from Easter. I'm like, damn, they're at the park. They're not going to get home till like 9 PM and they got to get the kids ready for like school the next day. And they got to get ready for work and their house is probably not clean and they haven't meal prep. Like I just, I'm a person that I, that I think ahead. I think about all those details. I want to be prepared for my work week because I know, and it doesn't always happen this way, right? I'm just saying not 80 to 90% of the time, this is the way that I would like for my, my weeks to start. So I'd like to be home by on Sundays by 4 PM so that I'm ready. I'm prepared. Chris, like probably he like 90% of the time he's gaming on Sundays because that's when I'm like relaxing. I'm reading, I'm watching TV because my laundry is done. My house is clean. My, my work is already prepared for the week. I already know what I'm going to do. Like everything is checked off for me like and it feels so nice to wake up on monday knowing like what okay i'm waking up because i have my cardio set then i'm gonna go home make breakfast and then i'm already ready to check in with my clients i already know like what i'm gonna do it's dot 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 instead of oh my god it's monday oh my god i'm all jambled am i running today am i doing cardio today am i not doing cardio oh my god like i just i feel like it's more at ease so maybe i know it's tempting to go out on sundays 
but maybe pulling back here and there on some Sundays and taking Sunday as a recovery day for you will probably make your work week a lot less stressful and it'll make you feel more prepared. So anyways, guys, there's, I had a ton. I just, I circled like 10, but it's, uh, I get deep into these conversations. So anyways, I hope you guys like this. What would Jazzy do episode? Um, let me know what kind of segments you guys want me to talk about. Um, I know sex is a really big one for you guys. Um, so I want to talk about that soon, but wish me luck this weekend. I am so worried. My biggest worry about this weekend guys is how I'm going to hang. Okay. I am always tired I just don't know how I'm going to hang. Like I'm going to pack my gamer or some sort of caffeine with me so I can just down caffeine. And I know that's so unhealthy, but if I don't, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Like my ass is at home by like 9 PM most nights and I'm in bed by like 10. I haven't gone out, babe. we haven't gone out in a minute, like in a minute. I think the last time we went out was my birthday in September. And we're two hours ahead. Oh, hell, I'm praying because I don't know how, I do not know how I'm going to make it through this weekend. <sighs> Wish me luck, guys. But anyways, share the podcast with someone you love. Make sure you guys share it. Um, if you guys resonated with it, send me a message. That's how we keep the podcast growing. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll catch you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> Ignorance will